Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Eyes of the Mize. My name is John. That's Ian. Wow, I didn't even know what to say there. Hi. I get. I was <laughs> like, I, it was like, what's up and hello, and it kind of was like. <laughs> Have you ever accidentally? It's words? been a. It's been a Tuesday. That's technically was a Monday for me. So mm. it's been a day. Mm, that's. I understand that. This is episode one hundred and two. Uh, Modern musings. Uh, because we have GP Atlanta coming up this weekend, which quick, like kind of flash forward to eyes in the community. I'll be at. Yeah, I'll be, I'll be there. I'll be competing. I won't. Um, I'll be at home. Smart. Um, <laughs> and um, so we're going to take a look at the modern metagame because I've spent a lot of time kind of making sure that I have the right kind of setup for my deck, which is spoiler alert storm um, and making sure that I have the right cards in it and so i wanted to kind of spend this time to kind of really go through what has happened in modern and over the past couple weeks because modern's been really interesting and i'm really excited to dive into it yeah it's uh it's the format has been kind of i want to say wide open but also not it's it's yeah weird it's yeah there's like there's like a there's like a monster of the week kind of like in like power rangers there's a new monster every week oh god with like that one monster that kind of just hangs around in the background constantly looking at you jund yep um but first before we talk about about that we're going to spend some more time as community because standard is sweet like really sweet yeah um yeah i don't i still i still don't know what to play i still don't know what to play We've had two standard. We had two standard GPs this week. We had one in Lil, and we had one in New Jersey. Uh, Lil, the finals were between Mono Red and Mono Blue with uh, Pro Tour Hall of Famer and arguably top five player of all time Gabriel Nassif uh, piloting Mono Blue. Uh, I did not see who was piloting Mono Red, and then the finals. Etienne of, Busson, I think, is how you say their name. Yeah, Etienne Busson, and then uh, GP New Jersey was uh, Brad Nelson with uh, Boris. Did he win? Boris he Angels. No, he was. He was. Okay. He was second. Eli Cassis. One right, with just guys. One, yep. Uh, but Brad Nelson was playing Boris Angels with four times main deck to Cutley Honor Guard because every creature in the Golgari decks has an ETB, and they just die to a one three. Yeah, I mean they don't die; they just ha- all of their value creatures just become like vanillas. Two two one Listen, two 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 for two two for two twos for four and three three and like so like three fours for four two twos for four two ones for three. Those aren't good against a one three. Well, let's see. We got one one, a two one, a one a two, one three, two one, two, three two. There you go, Midnight Reaper. Three two. Go with a three four. Go very fine broker. All right. And and Carney T, which you know yeah. is Carnage Tyrant. <laughs> yeah, Carnage Tyrant wrecks the Golgari Mirror. Uh, but also playing things like Aurelia and Lyra and curving those two into each other is just like, and you're dead. You're just dead. Um, and then this past weekend, we had uh, the SSG Open in Charlotte, and the standard classic was won by Ali Antrazi playing the deck that he affectionately calls Rainbow Lich. This deck is, is a, this deck is ridiculous. It is a five color control deck featuring Lich's Mastery, which for those of you who don't remember, it's a three black 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 legendary enchantment with hexproof. It says you can't lose the game. Uh, whenever you gain life, you draw that many cards. Whenever you lose life, you exile that many cards from your from the battlefield from your hand or exile. And then when Lich's Mastery leaves the battlefield, you lose the game. Um, but the way that it wins is you loop the Mirari Conjecture with Chance for Glory to take infinite turns. And then uh, you use Mastermind's Acquisition to get your win cons out of your sideboard. 
Usually it's like a main fire or like a Carnage Tyrant or Neza Hall. Um, but the card that really gets you going is Nature Spiral, where your your Mirari Conjecture pops. You copy all your spells. You, you Nature Spiral for a Mirari's Conjecture and hopefully another one. And then the first instant you get back from the first Mirari's Conjecture is Chance for Glory. So you'll take another turn. But then you won't lose the game because of Lich's Mastery, and then you just kind of go off that way. Uh, and in this deck, uh, Revitalize, the one in a white gain three life draw card spell is just strictly better Ancestral Recall. <laughs> it's, it's two mana, draw four. It's gross. It's weird. It's weird. And, and he won. A, and he won a SCG Classic with it. I mean, yeah, this deck looks like it'd be a pain in the butt to play online. He there's a video of him on CoolStuffInc.com playing it on Arena. I mean. Arena does automate a lot of this, and I need to kind of break myself, oh, this will be heinous online with Magic Online, because Arena actually takes care of a lot of these yeah. weird interactions. Because yeah. it was a... designed to do that. Surprise, yeah. surprise. Yeah, and there's a great Savant Olive tweet using the Galaxy Brain meme <laughs> of Small Brain, Golgari dominates modern MTGO PPTQ. Bigger Brain, Golgari dominates European GP, despite the finals being mono blue and mono red. Bigger Brain, to call the Honor Guard Angels, beats Golgari and American GP at the hands of Brad Nelson. And then Galaxy Brain, Rainbow Lich beats everything in SAG Classic. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's an interesting format. Like, if you were to pick up a deck right now, John, what would you pick up? I would still pick up Mono Red. Mono Red? It's probably, it's probably not the best positioned right now because it does just kind of straight lose to Golgari. Uh, because all their creatures are just bigger than yours. Same with, like, Selesnya. But that's just how red decks are. And I like that that standard actually has this actual metagame now that fits with like a limited metagame where your red decks are usually going to be smaller than the green decks. But the green decks usually lose to the control decks. And then the control decks usually lose to the kind of disruptive aggro decks or 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 lose to like the tempo decks like Is It Drake or Is It Phoenix? Like Is It Drake with uh, Crackling Drake, Arclight Phoenix? Yeah. Or you just make a bunch of cards, maximum velocity, kill you? To be fair, like if I were to pick up a deck... It would. It might be that one because I have a lot of the cards for it. Yeah. Plus, I got lucky and got in on ArcLight Phoenix before it became a twenty dollar card. Same. It, yeah, that card. I oh, I so I actually got the receipts and I was telling like I've sent it to you like oh it's thirteen bucks. It was actually like nine fifty ten oh five and I, I got say mine two at like, were like eleven thirty five. I got mine at like fifteen, so I didn't really get there, but. Look, when my when my cards are, I got in for the playset for under half of what it's going for now. I'll take it. <laughs> exactly. And considering that them plus the Steam Vent Sulfur Falls combined equals roughly about the same. So that's like a hundred eighty dollars of the two hundred twenty dollar deck list that I'm looking at yep. for that place sixth at the GP. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Okay. I'm in. Yeah. I have most of those red blue lands. I don't think I have full play sets of them, but yeah, yeah. they'll get there. They're easily acquirable. They just got reprinted. Hey, yeah. anyway, so that's about standard. It's pretty crazy right now. Um, I know some people are like very, there, there seems to be people in the standard who are like very all in on one deck right now. Yeah. Some people are like, I'm all in on mono red. Some people are like, dude, just go tokens. You can't lose. Other ones are waffling between the blue, white X control decks. And then you have Rainbow Lich. Which that just kind of comes out of nowhere and it's like, hey, what's up, guys? <laughs> it's just a masterpiece. My God. But anyways. It's let's like go play, playing Magic as Richard Garfield designed. Hey. I mean, can, uh, he did design Lich's Mastery. So. He literally designed the card. It's true. So let's go ahead and go to our main topic now where we're going to talk about modern. 
Yes. Because the past two weeks has been really interesting for Modern. Because before this, I had been talking about on the podcast that I was testing uh, Firemind's research as a sideboard card. How's that gone? It's been interesting. I think I think it's an it's a it'd be a decent sideboard card for a specific metagame, which I don't think the current modern, especially at a GP, is going to fit. But and we're, I'm going to kind of get get to that reasoning here in a little bit. Okay. Because oh. SDG Dallas. Well, I'm gonna, let's preface this, John, because he's going to GP Atlanta. He's going to be taking this one. This is he's been doing. He's been looking at the stuff. Yeah. I have kind of been trying to figure out what the heck I want to do in standard. I yeah. haven't had a modern thing to play. So, John, yeah. take it away. <laughs> so, SDG Dallas was kind of the first solo modern event we've had since Guilds of Ravnica has been printed. Yes, there's been a couple of team events. Yes, we've seen uh, Dredge be very popular thanks to Creeping Chill. Uh, a lot of other decks have gotten their things. Arc Like Phoenix has been a huge kind of fun card to see play at modern, and we'll get to some of those decks in a little bit. Dude, spe- but SDG Dallas just, was just an aside on Arc Like Phoenix with modern. Like just seeing the daily deck lists that Holy Diva posts on Twitter, yeah. it's just like jamming Arclight Phoenix or Runaway Steamkin into everything blue or just it's ridiculous and I love it. It's just yeah. it's strictly tier fun that actually has game. Yeah. Um. So SDG Dallas again, the first solo modern event, and it is a huge coming out party for Dredge. Creeping Chill Dredge is the boogeyman of this event and there was a large mo- a large humans presence as well because humans is it's just a generally good deck it's gonna have it has bad matchups like every deck does um but you'll see why what i mean in a minute because the top eight had three humans decks two dredge decks a four color death shadows deck an infect deck and a mono green tron deck and it was won by the four color death shadow deck but like that's that's a large percentage of the top eight being two strategies: the agro the agro uh, creature deck and then the graveyard degeneracy deck. There were also seven dredge decks in the top thirty-two, with the lowest of them placing twenty-fifth. And then the day two metagame consisted of ten dredge decks, so three of them placed outside the top thirty-two. Seven humans decks, which three of those made the top eight. Six bant spirit decks. Five Burn and Mono Green Tron decks, four Golgari Midrange and Blue White Control decks, three Infect and KCI decks, two Boggles and Jund, and then assorted one of things like Storm, uh, Eldrazi and Taxes, and so on. Infect never went away. It, it's just hanging out in tier, yeah. strictly tiered 1.75 range right now. Yeah. And if you look at this day two metagame, it's kind of set up pretty well for Infect to have a good day. Oh, yeah. Because there's a lot of Tron decks, there's a lot of Dredge decks, and Dredge really doesn't interact. I just don't want to see humans. Yeah. And Bant Spirits is kind of a bit of a pain. Yeah. To punch through, because you lose a lot of your aerial attack. Because you... you, That's why you have the... uh, Oh, man. Ink Moth Nexus is there just to kind of, like, kind of get jump over. Mm -hmm. And if you can't do that at all, it's just annoying. And they always have Spell Queller for your Darn Bladed Agent. They yeah. never. They always have it. Yeah, and so basically, looking at this this event, you kind of go like, "Man, Dredge is Dredge is really good. Like, it's really good. Like Caleb Shearer, the Storm guy, played Dredge at this event. Yeah, and he did really well. And it was just one. He didn't top eight, but he did really well. It's just like that is that's yeah. kind of scary. When the pe- when the people who are known for playing a particular archetype 
get pulled off of that archetype into another deck, you, you, your ears kind of perk up and you're like, oh, yeah. wait, what's this? Yeah. And this led to a lot of uh, articles kind of going about starting the should creeping chill be should creeping chill be banned? Should dredge have a, have something to hit the ban list coming up? I love. Is this okay love, for the format? Oh my god! It, one week of results and it's like, oh my god, hyperbole. Yeah. I think my be- the best article I read was on uh, SCG um, clap not the the select articles by Emma Handy, where she outlined, okay, dredge is the best deck in the room, or the dredge is the boogeyman. What deck do you want to play? Yeah. And uh, she basically said, you want to play something like Humans, you want to play something like Tron, or you want to play something like a Storm or a combo deck. Oh, uh, I just – quick aside. You mentioned Emma's uh, what we would play deck, like articles yeah. and stuff like that. She has been on fire calling the decks you should play. Pay attention yeah. to her articles if you have any interest in doing well at a particular and event. We'll because see. odds we'll are, if you're not playing that deck – Meta game against that deck. Yeah. And we'll see why in a minute when we talk about SCG Charlotte, which was this weekend. Um, and she said that she was going to play humans at, at Charlotte because she didn't want to play Storm. Because if you then want to look at the natural predators to those decks that beat up on Dredge, if you want to, you know, next level, the next level, uh, then you're want you're looking at things like mid, like green, black, mid range control, stuff like that. Amulet Titan. Amulet Titan as another example. So then we go to SCG Charlotte. And it's a complete flip-flop of SG Dallas. Dredge is hated out of the format almost ex- pretty extensively. There are enough pilots in it to still kind of put a good number of them into day two. Um, but six, the top by the way. Eight, yeah, six. The top eight was uh, two Amulet Titan decks, a Titan Shift deck, a blue-white control deck, Storm, Jund, Bant Spirits, and Izzet Wizards. And... Uh, Storm was piloted by Caleb Scherer, who went back to his deck of choice for Charlotte as opposed to Dallas. Um, there were seven dredge decks in the top 32 of Dallas. There were three in the top 32 of Charlotte. Yeah, it it's a case where like once you know what your enemy for the weekend is, yeah, just be just be wary if like you're playing that if you've been playing that deck and planning on it, it's like. Can you imagine somebody who's like, hey, I, don't, I don't get out to Dallas, but I'm going to get to Charlotte, and I want to play Dredge, and Dredge is looking really good right now, and then you see it just do well at Dallas, and you're just like, oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. And the day two metagame of Charlotte, um, kind of working our way up, there were two Boggles, Affinity, it Wizards, KCI, and Black Green midrange decks. There were three Hardened Scales and Grixis Whirr decks, which we'll talk about in a second. Four Amulet Titan and Infect decks, and we mentioned that two of those made the top eight. Five burn decks, six copies of Dredge, Storm, and Just Sky Control, seven copies of Bant Spirits, Blue White Control, and Jund, and then a whopping 13 copies each of Humans and Mono Green Tron. To be fair, I kind of like that format as well for Infect. Yeah, that Uh, is... Jund is something I don't want to see, and Humans, but I figure that's that's like half of decks. that's, That's half of... That's like... A third of those decks you mentioned, so yeah. odds are I'll play a bunch of those, but everything yeah. else looks decent. Yeah, and I think there's actually one Infect deck that made Day 2 as well, um, and be- beyond the assorted one-ofs, like I mentioned. Yeah. And Emma Handy, again, she said, play Tron or play Humans, and she's going to play Humans, and then look at look at Charlotte. We had 26 decks 
26 people said agreed with her and played humans or Tron. And that's almost, and, and you kind of have to be like, uh, are we looking at, you know, people looking at what she wrote and then picking those decks up? But Or people actually just, you know, being good at that deck. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. No, of course. It, But no knock on anybody, Emma or the people playing the decks. It's just one of those like, hmm, coincidence. Yeah. And then when you look at the top eight, it really spells out why Dredge didn't do so well. You have a blue-white control in Storm. Or Blue Eye Control and Bant Spirits, excuse me, both play white, both play Rest in Peace. You have Jund, um, which can play Leyland of the Void, yep. um, as well as just being general good hate. Nihil spell, Nihil spell bombs and stuff of that yeah, sort. Nihil spell bombs. Uh, oh, Scavenging Ooze. That's a big one, Scavenging too. Scavenging Ooze is a huge one, too. Storm, Is It Wizards, and the two Amulet Titan decks are very, very fast decks. Is It Wizards is more of the tempo side, whereas Amulet and Storm are just pure combo decks. Storm doesn't, even, Storm doesn't even care. You can be like, oh, look at that. You got three prized amalgams on the board. All right, let me count to Let me kill ten. you. All right, you're dead. Let See me, ya. Let me, let me kill you. And then you have the one Titan Shift deck, um, which um, was is very good against things like Jund and other kind of dirtly decks, uh, like the dirtly mid-range decks. And actually, the Titan Shift deck was playing against Jund in the quarterfinals. Um, and so Titan Shift almost basically had a buy because Titan Shift just goes way over the top of Jund. Oh, Jund sick. always has a problem with the big mana deck. And fun fact about the Titan Shift player, Rebecca Adelman, her mm-hmm. Twitter handle is Mean Valicut Girl. Yep. She is a very, very good Titan Shift player. Like, yep. she brought her good deck with her and was yep. rewarded yep. on a great weekend for it. Yep. Uh, the semifinals, because I was paying attention to Charlotte during the semis, was Titan versus Blue Light Control and Titan versus Titan Shift. Both Amulet Titan decks won and made an all Amulet Titan final. Yeah. That. Yeah. That's just like, okay, who can race you? Each there, other were 12 copy- <laughs> there were 12 copies of Primeval Titan in the top four. So, yeah. It was a, it was a it was a bad weekend for Dredge because the decks that people played were just naturally good against Dredge, and so that kind of then leans into figuring out well how does that play in for Atlanta? But before that, actually today, literally today, we had the five zero competitive league deck dump. Now I want to this and the day two meta games are all in the comments. Yeah, or the description. So just a quick aside, I've actually been liking these massive five zero deck dumps as opposed to trickling out a couple of deck lists yeah you don't get a good feel for the metagame but you're going to get a lot more um crazy side decks and stuff of the sort yeah i feel like we should have i feel like we should have a better like a better mix of them yeah because going through some of these deck uh deck uh hmm, aggregation sites that's what i'm looking for the aggregation sites like magic or mtg goldfish mtg top eight yeah, you're going to have your tournament results, but then like the Magic Online like metagame to help you know fill in the gaps for it. It's been lacking, and these 5-0 deck dumps are kind of great, but I yeah. feel like it doesn't so, accurately represent what's decently doing well out there. Yeah, it's, it's weird. So the only deck that's repeated in the 5-0 deck dump from today, uh, October 30th, as of time of recording, was uh, Golgari Midrange. And they weren't even the same decks. They're, they had some variation between them, but those are the only repeat deck. Yeah, because big... well, remember that also with these deck dumps is they... Is it with 15 cards? Uh, something along those lines. Yeah, there's yeah. like a 15 to 20 card difference that has to be with the deck. So yeah. the fact that there is two ways you can attack it with the rock, Golgari, the rock, for old school name, uh, for the mid-range, I mean, yeah, it's... One can go yeah. bigger, one can go more of a... I don't know. I didn't even look at the list, but 
I'm sure one, I'm sure one went more of like looking at tireless tracker yeah. and another one went more of like Jund without the red. Yeah. So, uh, question, do you know why Golgari is called the rock? I've read the story about it, but I forget. So back in, I forget the exact set. It might've been invasion. There was a black green deck that was built around. Um, I want to say it was hermit or, um, not hermit druid. Um, the druid who makes squirrels. Um, he, deranged hermit. Deranged hermit. Three three gg one one for with echo. That's when he comes into play. You make four one one squirrels, and then whenever and then um, your oh, squirrels right. get plus one plus one. I know it is the Frexian plague lord deranged hermit deck. Okay. Yeah, because Frexian plague lord. Uh, just because so, I'm going to pull him up real quick. Uh, is three black black for a four four creature carrier. Uh, has tap sacrifice Rexian Plague Lord. Target creature gets minus four minus four until end of turn, or sacrifice a creature. Target creature gets minus one minus one until end of turn. Yeah, there was actually well, Frexian, there was actually a cycle in yeah. uh, oh god Urza's Legacy of Phyrexians. Yeah. There was Phyrexian Debaser, Phyrexian Plague Lord, and I'm forgetting the common Defi- oh Defiler. Okay. So Defiler, Debaser, and Plague Lord, and each one would tap, sack, give minus X, minus X based off of its power toughness. One was like minus one, minus one. Uh, the de- that was the Defiler. The Debaser was a 2-2 two, two Flyer, mm-hmm. and the Plague Lord was what you just read. Yeah. Now, the reason why it's called the Rock is because of Phyrexian Plague Lord was called the Rock as in Dwayne the Rock Johnson from WWE, and... Uh, the deranged hermit and the squirrels would be his, and his millions. Oh my! That's why gold. That's why green black was called the rock. I I forgot it was <laughs> a wrestling <laughs> reference, dude. I I kind of miss the days where there were just weird deck names. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a topic for a whole other day. Yeah. So I think the big winner of the of the decklist dump, and we're not going to go over every deck, even though I have written them on the show notes. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you is, did is Arclight Phoenix. Because this card has been being tested everywhere. It's be, it's very popular in Standard right now. There's a reason why it's a $20 card. And on in Modern, it's also doing interesting things. So The first so, deck... Arclight, the, Arclight Phoenix, by the way, and I'm not even going to pull it up because I have it literally in my hand in front of me. <laughs> Arclight Phoenix is 3 and a red for a 3-2 Flying Haste Phoenix at Mythic. You know, like most Phoenixes usually are. And the real fun part is, at the beginning of combat on your turn, if you've cast three or more instant and sorcery spells this turn, return Arclight Phoenix from your graveyard to the battlefield. Yeah. So I was watching Versus, versus Live uh, on their replay, and Brad Nelson was playing Is It, is it Deck against uh, a Just Guy Control deck, and he had all four in his bin, and he cast three spells to put them all four into play. Got there. He didn't attack, though, because he was playing around Settle the Wreckage. Smart man. He is pretty good at magic. Did their opponent um, have it? Uh, yes, he had it. Ooh, the soul read. <laughs> yeah. Um, but Arclight Phoenix is almost better in modern, where we have a plethora of cheap instant sorceries to help us kind of filter that through. And if we just look at literally the first deck on the competitive deck list dump by Word Juice Box, went 5-0 with blue-red Arclight Phoenix Bedlam Reveler Thing in the Ice. Those are the only creatures in the deck. 18 lands. The rest of the deck is Serum Visions, Faithless Looting, Charter Course, Opt, Manamorphos, Lightning Bolt, Fiery Temper, Burst Lightning. So it's just blue, red, blue. Kind of, yeah. Now. So you can play Bedlam Reveler, pitch your Arclight Phoenixes, 
cast a bunch of instant sorceries, bring them back attack. Thing in the Bedlam Reveler is a horror, so it's not bounced by Thing in the Ice. It's just this is this is one of those decks that I have actually seen. I mentioned Holy Diva. She had a variant or two of this that she's been tweaking during her streams. That yeah. this sounds very similar to those decks. And then the third deck, five uh, zero at the hands of CWS, is Arclight Phoenix Bedlam Reveler Monastery Swift Spear is the only creatures in the deck. Nineteen Mountains as the lands. With Faithless Looting, Flame Jab, Lava Spike, Tormenting Voice, Desperate Ritual, Fiery Temper, Lightning Bolt, Manamorphose. Ah, that's so cute. There's yeah. also, and I also love the, uh, it's not playing Phoenix, but it's playing uh, it's run, the Runaway Reveler deck, Runaway Red. Oh, yeah, yeah, Runaway Red yeah. with uh, Runaway Steamkin. Oh, yeah. And then there's another deck later on, um, which is, I think it's further down. Uh, which one? It is. I'm trying to get to it right now. Oh my god! Soul Flare was there. Oh yeah, Soul, Soul Flare surprise <laughs> featuring <laughs> Hollow One. Oh my god! Uh, I mentioned you mentioned Steamkin. Uh, five this deck five out at the hands of Double Tilt. Full four copies of Arclight Phoenix Bedlam Reveler and Runaway Steamkin with 18 snow covered mountains, Faithless Looting, Lava Spike, Tormenting Voice, Desert Ritual, Fiery Temper, Gut Shot, Lightning Bolt, Manamorphose, Risk Factor. Ooh, baby, that sounds spicy. Yeah. So let me let me get um. So but so, so the John, soul flare. So deck. John John's making a nice little point here. They're like your usual suspects are there: Dredge, Ponza, Bridgevine, KCI, Bant, Control, Midrange, whatever you want to call it. The collected company decks are still there. It's like, it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of the usual suspects, but you in get this five zero. You get those. I'm assuming glory. This glorious Jeskai thing you have is. Okay, what do you think it is? Oh God, I don't know. It's that. So yeah, glorious the the deck I have titled Glorious Jeskai is a chance for glory deck. Okay, it is based so Saffron Olive did a uh, video not too long ago. Oh, there it is. There chance it is. Chance for glory deck. Yeah, this deck five out of the hands of Emma of Milk with two Ks. Uh, it is literally Madcap Experiment into Platinum Angel. Uh huh. Plus Gideon of the Trials emblem with Chance for Glory to take a, a bunch of turns, splashing blue for things for Snapcaster Mage, Serum Visions, Pact of Negation, Spice, which is just Force of Will in this deck, and Opt. Oh my God, it is, isn't it? <laughs> it's just Force of Will. No, it's better than it's Force. Just, it's better than Force of Will. Yeah, you get a Gideon, you get an emblem, and then it's just like pack your thing. Okay, untap, trigger, go to my draw step. I d- I don't die. <laughs> Exactly, like <laughs> it's just literal, actual force of will in this deck. So it's literally, it it's literally three mana modern. Uh, what's it called? Time walk. Yeah, basically. Um, I, pr- I appreciate the rest it. Of the deck, and you can yeah, oh, and you can and you can get it back because it's an instant, and you can just get it back with the. <laughs> yeah, you can flash back with Snapcaster. Oh my god, I yeah. love it. That's why I call that's why I call this glorious Jess guy because it's it's a chance for glory. Deck. I appreciate and, it. Uh, making your Platinum Angel indestructible with Chance for Glory. Pretty spice. See, I like tier uh, fun decks like that. It's good stuff. Yeah. But th- again, this 5 0 because people just wouldn't expect it. No, yeah. like, uh, And that's and that's what you get from these huge deck list dumps is that you're going to get those. Yeah. You'll get, you'll get the usual suspects. You know, I see Mono Bluetron on here still kicking in its grave. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, here's, here's another Arclight Phoenix deck by Bloop Blop, who 5 0 Dude, some of these usernames are great. Yeah, Arclight Phoenix, Bedlam Reveler, same three, same two cards we see all earlier, plus Thing in the Ice. But this one's playing Kiln Fiend and Crackling Drake. Weird. And then its spell base is Faithless Looting, Serum Visions, 
Thought Scour, Lightning Bolt, Metamorphose, Mission Briefing, and Stubborn Denial. Okay, I see you, Mission Briefing. I see you. Yeah. I should have sold mine yeah. when it was still actually like people had realized it wasn't be- it wasn't great. Yeah, I had one, I had the foil. I had the uh, yeah box foil uh, pre release yeah. foil. That's it. Stamp one. Then, and then you mentioned Soul Flare because I, I do want to get to the deck. So Soul Flare Surprise featuring Hollow One. It's it's kind of more the Hollow One featuring Soul Flare. Uh, but it's playing four Soul Flares, three Gifted Aetherborn, and four Zatalpa to go alongside the usual Hollow One game plan of Goblin Lore, Burning Inquiry, Faithless Looting, whatever, to give Soul Flare all the keywords. I, I do appreciate that Zatalpa gave Soul Flare a new friend. Yeah. Yeah. That was a lot of the fun. The keyword salad on a card goes pairs great with Soul Flare. It's, it's very, very true. So instead of the, the four-color deck that... Uh, was all the rage on that day two of, uh, I want to say it was a GP in the Netherlands? Somewhere in Europe, there's a gentleman who was playing it, and it was fantastic. He actually hard cast a Drog Skull Reaver and won because of it. Wow. But I do want to get to this Grixis War deck, because yes. this deck has been floating around Magic Online a little bit. Yeah, I, I was actually clicking through the metagame, and I'm like, Grixis, all right, let's see what this is. I'm like, oh, so, okay then, John, take this was, what is this? this? Was this was this five owed at by the hands of Lif Saho, L Y F S A H O, and it's a War of Invention deck. And War of Invention is the quarter calling for artifacts. So X blue 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 with improvise. It's an instant from e- from Ether Revolt, and you search a library for an artifact with CMC X or less and put it onto the battlefield. It plays no creatures. It plays thirty four artifacts, twenty one lands, four instants, the aforementioned wars, and Artificer's Intuition, which we'll get to in a sec, and. It's basically chaliceless chal or lanternless lantern. It is a bunch of one of very powerful, very um, kind of niche artifacts. Yeah, it's a- and then a bunch of ways to churn through your deck and de- and defend yourself. Yep, it's a um, it's just a straight toolbox deck. Yeah, it's it's, it's it has ensnaring bridge, chalice of the void, mox opal. Uh, welding jar to protect all your artifacts, engineered explosives. It's one of those are things like Crucible of Worlds, Stamping Sphere, Grafdigger's Cage, Expedition Map, Pithing Needle, Pyrite Spellbomb, Sorceress Spyglass, Witchbane Orb, which is my bane, uh, and then Bottled a Cloister, which, oh boy, if you've never read Bottled Cloister, <laughs> it's a four-mana artifact from Ravnica, City of Guilds. At the beginning of each opponent's upkeep, remove your hand from the game face down. At the beginning of your upkeep, return all cards removed from the game with Bottled Cloister to your hand, then draw a card. It's weird. It protects you against hand attack. It is, yeah. And and it's a it's a personal howling mine as well. That is true. It is it's really weird. And then Artificer's Intuition is a one of the blue enchantment from Fifth Dawn. You may pay blue and discard an artifact card from your hand. To search your library for an artifact with CMC one or less, reveal that card, put it into your hand, then shuffle your library. So it helps you find like a Mox Opal, a Bobble, a Chalice of the Void if you need it that bad, a Welding Jar, things like that. Uh, and then the uh, rest of the sideboard is more things to do in case your opponent brings in things like Stony Silence, because you're pretty cold to Stony Silence in this deck. So it's like four Spellskite, two Tezzeret, Agent of Bolas, two Psy, Master Thopterist, because your deck is basically all artifacts and stuff like that. It's it's a very, very spicy toolbox deck, and it is it is something else. Yeah, it's. I was I was just looking through it. And I'm like, man, you got to loop a lot of stuff to win here. 
or just just like, or just frustrate your opponent into being like you know what we're done yeah it's it's just like lantern you know? i i know like and that's past, i so. know to be to be fair lantern is like just completely disappeared well, Jace kind of did part of that, and then Teferi didn't help either. Well, yeah, like, once you get some Planeswalkers that are literal wind conditions on their own, you're, oh, let me just lock down the only way to attack is by creature. It's like, yeah. They, they, that deck yeah. could just could not take care of Planeswalkers, period. Nope. A resolved Planeswalker nope. against that deck is just game over, man. Or close to it. Now, I mentioned this Bant deck. I have it as Bant Control or Midrange. I forget what I you actually put Midrange, and I assumed it was the control playing, you know, to fairies and stuff. No. This is this was this five out at the hands of J Tomorrow, oh. T O M R O. Okay. And it's playing sixteen creatures. Kitchen Finks, Restoration Angel, Snapcaster Mage, Vendillion Click, and Wall of Omens. <laughs> okay. Two sorceries in Supreme Verdict, two enchantments in Detention Sphere, and fifteen instants, with three copies of Cryptic Command. A mana lake, a negate, a settle the wreckage, a spell snare, and then four copies of opted path to exile. There you go. It sounds like a deck that has some. I mean, it has some play too, especially if it was in the dredge meta. Yeah, like in the sideboard, two copies of negate, two copies of cataclysmic gear hulk. Nice. One disdainful stroke, one lyra, one teferi mage of zolfir, the creature version, not the planeswalker. One baneslayer angel, because what's better than one baneslayer but two? Celestial Purge, Dispel, and then four copies of Rest in Peace. There it is. There's the four Rest in Peace. <laughs> yep. And you, know, you can look through the deck list again, or the deck list up again. You can look at it in the description below. And it's just full of these things. Like, again, the, there's the Arclight Phoenix, Bedlam Reveler, Runaway Steamkin deck that we mentioned. It's Modern is, as you would expect, kind of a wide open deck, wide open format. The Mardu Pyromancer deck here is playing two main deck Blood Moon and a main deck Nahiri the Harbinger. She's coming back out of retirement. Um, for for one reason or another, Grixis Death Shadow five zero to league. Yeah, it uh, did. Have, Woo! No, I'm so, I'm so I am so off that deck these days. Like it just feels so bad. Yeah, and then uh, counters Coco still very good, still doing well. Another humans deck made the top. Made the top. Uh, then uh, Green White Value Town also went ahead and put up good results because sometimes it's just all you need to do is ghost quarter your opponent into oblivion. And it's just like, yeah, I mean, I think I think that modern is a very interesting place. And I think for me, the best way for me to look at this is through the lens of Storm, because that's the deck that I know the best. And so I wanted to take a look, spend a little bit of time before I get to kind of the big, the big what it means is looking at Caleb's deck list. Okay. And I've mentioned what Storm looks like generally. And there's some cards that are kind of flex spots, but... The way that Fetchless Storm works, which is the deck that I play, you have 17 lands, you play three, or you play seven creatures, three Electromancers, four Brawls, which their only relevant text is they make our instant sorceries cost one less. You play full play sets of Opt, Serum Vision, Sleight of Hand as your cantrips. You play full play sets of Desperate Ritual, Pyretic Ritual, and Manamorphose as your rituals. You usually play uh, two copies of Past and Flames. You play full four copies of Gifts Ungiven, which is your engine card. Uh, and then normally you play three copies of Grape Shot, one copy of Reman, one copy of Unsubstantiate, and then one copy of Noxious Revival. Caleb, on the other hand, is playing two Grape Shot, one Empty the Warrens in the main deck, two Reman, and one Unsubstantiate. So he's taken out the Revival for a Reman, and he's taken out a Grape Shot for an Empty the Warrens. Which is interesting because main deck Empty is usually not what you want to look for. 
because it's not good in certain matchups. But it is great if you're expecting a lot of dredge and creature decks. And then the the remand over Noxious Revival, I'm still trying to piece together because Noxious Revival makes your Gifts Ungiven plan for creatures much easier to get. But I imagine he cut it because with seven creatures, you're going to find one at some point. So you don't necessarily need to Gifts Ungiven for Electromancer Baral and have to get one put back in your hand. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. And then to the sideboard, the sideboard again has kind of large pieces that largely stay the same. Uh, and the copies that stay the same is there's three to four copies of pieces of the puzzle, two copies of a braid, three copies of lightning bolt, echoing truth, wipe away, then some number of empty the warrens. Uh, in this case, he's playing two a braid, three lightning bolt, two empty because one of them is in the main deck, one wipe away, one echoing truth, and then four pieces of the puzzle. And then the other two cards in his sideboard are dismember, which is a very, very, very good card, especially in the mirror. Because if you're on the if you win game one and they're on the play and then they go creature go and then you get to go play my creature on my turn still pay for life kill your brawl pass the turn back to you you really set yourself up for success to try to beat them at that point. Doofa doofa. This member is also great against spirits because their creatures get out of bolt range really really fast because spell queller is a two three naturally and you put one lord in the play and you can't bolt it anymore. As well as and if they have two lords in play you need dismember to kill a lord. Yeah. Um, and then the other card is a card that I've seen him on his deck lists posting is Ignite Memories, which Ignite Memories is four and a red for a uncommon sorcery from Time Spiral. It has Storm, as you might imagine, and it says target player reveals a card at random from his or her hand. Ignite Memories deals damage to that player equal to that card's converted mana cost. Now, this card has won a Pro Tour. Yeah. It has won a Pro Tour. It won a Pro Tour back in, I think it was actually Time Spiral Standard. Um or it may have been during Lorwyn, I'm not sure. But this card doesn't look great because it's it's wholly random. And apparently Caleb casted it in the top eight. Uh, he was playing against blue-white and whiffed because he hit lands both times. Ooh. But the reason why he has Ignite Memories in his sideboard is because there are some times where you need a, a different win con than Grape Shot or Empty the Warrens because of Graveyard Hate or, or what have you. And Ignite Memories is just better because it can deal way more amounts of damage, whether that's Tron, whether that's Control or whatever. Because against Control decks and against things like Tron, you're still you're you're going to bring in Empty the Warrens, but they're going to have they're still going to keep their cards that deal with Empty the Warrens. Like Tron's not cutting Oblivion Stone. No, not not Control. At all. Control can't afford to cut Supreme Verdict or Terminus because if they do, and then you empty, and then you empty for like twenty eight. They're dead. Yeah, it's one of those, like, I know that it's that weird game of, like, I can't get this out because I know for a fact they are going to bring this in against me because they know that I'm going to probably take this out because it's bad. It, exactly. It's, the, it's so bad that I have to keep it in because it could potentially be even worse if I take it out. I remember the Jeskai deck we talked about, it was playing Detention Sphere, also a great answer to Empty the Warrens. Which is why he was putting ignite memories in his sideboard. Yeah. It's and it's like looking at this, looking at his seventy-five. It's I'm trying to piece together what Caleb expected, and I, what I see here is I is he expected for this event a lot of humans. He expected a lot of dredge and a lot of creature decks because that's what the that's what main deck empty tells me. The extra remand as opposed to the noxious revival. I don't think that remand is for other people's spells or for interaction. I think that remand is to that extra remand is to help with the grape shot remand, grape shot kills. Yeah, I look. I, to be fair, I'm a 
actually a big fan of that remandering grape shot. Yeah. So basically what happens is I cast a grape shot. The storm trigger goes on the stack because storm is a actual triggered ability of the spell. And then you make all the copies, all the copies resolve. You remand the original grape shot back to your hand. And then you re and then you grape shot again and you get more and you basically get to double up on your grape shot. Um, doesn't work out of the graveyard, obviously, but it's very, very good. Um, uh, if you are on a low storm count and you need to kill them now. Um, because if you can get up to, it, let's say that your opponent's at 17 because they've, they've fetched and they've shocked. You go grape shot first, grape shot for eight, remand my grape shot, grape shot for 10. That's actually going to be 17 damage. Yeah. It's, it's great that you have your deck that you can actively, take advantage of your opponent with the quote-unquote greedy shock mana bases of modern. Yeah. Or, alternatively, it also works if you just have a bunch of rituals, grape shot, and pass in flames. You just go, cast all my rituals, cast grape shot, cast pass in flames, recast all my rituals, recast grape shot, kill you. Um, and so, looking at this and looking at what I've got as far as my my storm cards, and like I mentioned my storm binder last week when we were talking about collections, I'm looking and trying to figure out exactly the right kind of assortment of cards and that kind of brings us into kind of figuring out what this means for atlanta the big thing is that the, the metagame has been moving very fast like really really quick we don't normally see these kind of massive shifts in the modern metagame uh but dredge is such a big boogeyman that people shifted to beat dredge and the fact that dredge is really good now thanks to creeping chill and it's basically more of a burn deck now because they play three conflagrates Four copies of Creeping Chill. If they hit all their Creeping Chills, then they can just conflagrate you for eight. And then you're dead. Blah. Um, And people came prepared for Dredge last week. So what are people going to be playing in Atlanta? Well, it's a larger event. There's going to be pros. There's going to be grinders. It's the weekend before the Pro Tour. So the best players are going to be here. Dredge could be on the way out because the big mana decks took charge last weekend. For And for me, that's good because Tron, as an example, is basically a buy. They don't do anything that matters, at least. Or, and then things like Infect could also get better, Storm could get better, and so on. You Alternatively, the Black-Green, Jund, Blue-White Control, Jeskai Control could instead go up and go up because if the big mana decks take the weekend off because they're expecting combo, then the mid-range and control decks are going to come in and thrive because... Blue, white, and green, blue, white, and Jun have a hard time beating Tron because again, Tron just goes way bigger than them. The maxim kind of holds true again, where you just want to be slightly slower than your opponent, or you want to be playing the bigger effects than what your opponent's doing. And Tron does it better than anyone else because no one else can play seven drops on turn three. Um, and so for me, it's more so I'm trying to figure out what my sideboard is going to look like. Um, and I'm trying to figure out whether or not I want to I want to commit to playing Fireminds Research. I want to know whether I want to commit to trying out Caleb's reorganized main deck and sideboard. And it's going to be very interesting. I've still got a lot of time to figure this out. I don't have to fill out my deck list until you know the, the day of, for the most part. And it's going to be interesting to see how modern changes because again, this is a from Dallas to Charlotte. That was a basically a whiplash turn for what's good versus what's bad and it's going to be interesting to see what thrives in atlanta yeah i'm definitely looking i, I definitely feel like we should come back next week and definitely kind of reevaluate some of the stuff you were talking about here tonight yeah just 
seeing if what we've been seeing in the metagame in both SCG events either it actually translates over to a GP. Yeah. In addition to, hey, this is where online it's looking like it's been going and stuff like that. Dredge is still like you look at the the metagame breakdown on modern on like energy goldfish stuff like that. Dredge is like still up there, but so is humans and Jund is just still sticking around. I I think the biggest thing that it's kind of weird, but I love the fact that Tron has gone from blue to green, red to green, black flirting with mono green a little bit in there, but then just solely back to mono green again. And then there's also still the Eldrazi Tron decks that are still kind of around. Yeah. yeah, Those Um, are kind of still kicking around here and there. Funnily funnily enough though, like, uh, of, of affinity is just completely dropped off the list and is nothing but hardened scales now well that's not necessarily true traditional affinity is still is still decent like there was one affinity deck classic affinity that actually did 5-0 elite oh no no, no. i'm not saying it's not bad i'm saying like, like metagame hard scales yeah, is metagame breakdown, way more explosive yeah, metagame breakdown wise people realized if you want to play a deck that does affinity things you need to be explosive which hardened scales yeah. does way better yeah, which is great. I mean, it's fair, and I mean, and burn's still around, you know, because burn's burn. Yep. And I burn just, I burn. definitely am really curious to see how it all shakes out. Yeah, like if and I had my druthers, I would, I would, I would love to try Bant Spirits out personally. Yeah, I just don't have the time or money. <laughs> yeah, those, those yeah. are two very important resources. <laughs> you you already have the noble hierarchs. I have the nobles. I actually. It was funny. I actually did pick up a bunch of spirits back in the day. I think I sold them off lately. Like back when a lot of them came out, like the Mausoleum Wanderers, the Selfless Spirits. Yeah. I had those for uh, Cocoa Spirits back when Standard was still a thing. And like people yeah. were flirting around with like Spell Queller and all those other little corner cases from that particular set range of like, hey, maybe these are kind of good. Yeah. Like Rattle Chains. I had like play sets yeah. of those and. Now, I will say, uh, as far as your comment about Tron having gone from, like, one color to two colors back to one color, is the printing of Field of Ruin really changed what Tron wanted to do. Oh, yeah. Because they, you know, when everyone can just play a land for free that fixes their mana and kills one of your lands, that's not a good place to be. Nope. And then they realized, hey, we can use this ourselves. Yeah, to fix our mana in in certain cases. Yeah, it's like if or if you have like a problematic, you're facing down uh, blue eye control. Yeah, kind of thing like that, and you're getting pecked in the face with a stupid celestial colonnade. Yep. It's like, all right, let me just uh, get that out here with my expedition map and mm-hmm. pop you off. And I have six yeah. forests to fetch. Yeah. By the way, uh, real real quick thing: uh, the green black mid range decks. Yeah. Uh, I just pulled up one of them. This one was at the hands of Valiant. Four Liliana the Veil. Okay. Four Grim Flare, four Tarmogoyf, two Skews, one Kalidus Trader of Get. Good old Kalidus. If you forgot, he is two black black for a three four lifelink legendary creature vampire warrior. If a non token creature an opponent controls would die, instead exile that card and put a two two black zombie creature token onto the battlefield. And you can pay two and a black and sack another vampire or zombie. To put two counters on Kalid, two plus plus counters on Kalidus. Uh, five artifacts. It has one copy of main deck Nihil Spellbomb, as well as four copies of Mishra's Bauble. 
Uh, four copies of Inquisition, two copies of Thoughtseize, three copies of Lingering Soul, so technically Obzon-ish. Uh, three copies of Traverse the Ulvenwald. Yo, Traverse. Good card. One, one of my favorite cards from Shadows Ever Innistrad. Yeah. Four copies of Fatal Push, and four copies of Assassin's Trophy. Yeah, it just sounds like your typical mid-range deck. Yep. Uh, sideboard has a lot of spicy things in it. It's got a main, it has a sideboard Bajuka Bog, two copies of Damnation, a Gaddic Teague, Liliana the Last Hope, Surgical Extraction, Thrun, Stony Silence, Fulminated Mage, Collective Brutality, and the bane of my existence, Combo Console of Allocation. <laughs> that card hoses you good. One black white for a 2-3 legendary creature human advisor from Kaladesh. Human advisor. Whenever an opponent casts a non-creature spell, that player loses two life and you gain two life. So, okay, wait. Does each instance of storm count as casting? No, because you're not casting them. You have, but you have to. Like, you have to get a critical mass of. Storm I have to kill combo. Well, he's a sideboard card. Well, no, but I'm saying like you so, have to generate enough storm to be able to lethal. I'm assuming if, you're if, just if my only way to if my only way to kill him is grape shot. Then I need to generate three storm or two. I need to cast two spells before I cast grape shot to kill combo. And then you need to be able to combo off again. That said, out of the sideboard, I'm also bringing in a braids and lightning bolt. Yeah. So combo hopefully doesn't live and hopefully doesn't take too much of my life. I mean, but get on in there, human sideboard. They already have a yeah. ton of silver bolts. It's oh, also crazy. by the way, uh, the Boros burn deck that I posted uh, in our sh- in our show notes. Uh, it's playing Figure of Destiny. Oh my gosh! Yes, the cube all red white cube red white hybrid for a one one Kithkin from uh, Eventide. You can pay a red white hybrid to make it a two two Kithkin Spirit. You can pay three red white mana to give it to make it a four four Spirit Warrior with a kith- if it's if it's a spirit, and you can pay six mana to make it an eight eight Kithkin Spirit Warrior Avatar with flying and first strike, and and. Banned in standard, two copies of Smuggler's Copter. The good old Looter Scooter. Yeah, Looter Scooter. I miss you, Oh, Blue. man. Such a good card. I miss you, Blue. <laughs> You're my uh, boy, Blue. You're my boy. So, yeah. that So, mo- the modern decks that are on the 5-0 dump are great. Just kind of scroll through those. And I hope this kind of gets you guys, f- fills you in on the mindset that I'm kind of going into with GP Atlanta. It's It's going to be interesting to see how this plays out. Uh, I have also thought about whether or not I want to put Arclight Phoenix in my deck, but I think that's a bad idea. Um, now you're, that requires more testing, John. You're, you're, uh, John, you're stretching I, I here. I agree. I agree, and I think it's bad. You're going, you're going far out on a limb, and I. Uh, but I thought it's about kind it. of thin. <laughs> I thought it's about a thin it. It's, limb. Not, it's not a good limb. No. Uh, I agree. Um, but that basically takes care of it for kind of analyzing where modern's at. Looking at the previous tournament results. So if I have, if I were to take the modern decks that I have compiled, which are Grixis Death Shadow and Infect, I would not even think twice about bringing Infect to this tournament. There is yeah. no way in heck that I want to play the grindy, grindy mid-range deck of Grixis Death Shadow again in the current format. Yeah, in the in the format I mean, when it was first popular and it was just beating up on everything, it was great because it was mid rangey, but it wasn't too mid rangey. Nowadays, it's like a grindy mid range. Yeah, and and GDS did also five zero a league. Well, I know it did. I'm just saying, like I saw it in there. It's just I and, don't. And let's also and let's also not forget that four color Death Shadow won uh, SG Dallas. Correct. I loved playing GDS, 
but yeah the last couple tournaments i've taken gds to i've just been like yep i'm not enjoying this anymore yeah so i think the kind of the big kind of i would like i said i previously mentioned i would definitely want to if i was going to this and i had you know time and resources i would want to try band spirits yeah. it looks fun I'll, I'll give cat light this she is definitely you know got me on spirit squad in terms of yeah pulling for it um again the big things is like modern is changing really fast really quickly i'm not sure what's going to happen i think it's probably going to be a combo it's either going to be a combo aggro gp or it's going to be a mid-range control gp yeah. i don't know if it's going to be a big mana gp um and god i hope i are... hope to god it's not tron mirror in the finals <laughs> and oh, or humans arc light phoenix oh, do humans. or humans yeah. arc light phoenix has been the, the card du jour of basically every format god i want to see it make a top eight i want to see a top eight here didn't it didn't it top eight one of the standard gps i think so anyways maybe it did yeah is it phoenix top eight in in uh in france and so and in new jersey yeah so arclight phoenix definitely showing up in in hordes so ian if people wanted to find you on social media where can they do you so? You can find me on Twitter at DixonIJ. That's D-I-X-O-N-I-J. Ooh, I actually went musical with that one for once. Weird. I don't think I've... It's been 102 episodes, and I think it's the first time I did that weird kind of stick-stickly with my <laughs> username. You know, the old hey. uh, New York City, New York State, 90918. Yeah, I'm old. Yeah. The old school Nicktoons for the... Or Nickelodeon, if you kids don't know about that. Nickelodeon. Yeah, uh, and, sorry. <laughs> on Twitch, you guys can find me at twitch.tv slash dicks. That's D-I-X. John, where can they find you? You guys can find me on Twitter at jwally129. You can also find me on Twitch at the same handle. If you see me around in the chat room, do not hesitate to say hi. Uh, you can also find me, you'll also find me in person at GP Atlanta. I'll be there. Uh, if you want to reach the podcast directly, you can do so in one of two ways. You can hit us up on Twitter at Eyes and the Mize, or if you have a more personal question, you can shoot us an email at eyesandthemize at gmail.com. We would love to hear how we can best improve the podcast for you, our lovely listeners. On behalf of Ian, I'm John. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you at GP Atlanta, and we'll talk to you all next time.